For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Amen. Open up your Bibles to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John in chapter number 13. And when I look at some attributes of John, we can learn a lot from John and his life and his ministry and the way that he acted and reacted and the things that he did with our Lord and for our Lord, Jesus Christ. So look with me in John chapter 13, we'll read verse 21 through 25. When Jesus thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved, Simon Peter, therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. Then he then, lying on Jesus' breast, saith unto him, Lord, who is it? John here is so close to Jesus, he can hear his heartbeat. Isn't that something? Are you so, isn't that, there's a good spiritual application there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you so close to Jesus that you can hear the heartbeat of God? That you're in tune with God. You know, when God says, when you pray like you ought to pray, that your desires will be as my desires, my desires will be your desires. When you serve God, it may be that how can a missionary living in the middle of nowhere uh, in the dirt in a dirt hut eating bugs be just as happy as if they were a billionaire here in the States? Why? Because they are doing what the Lord Jesus Christ called them to do. They can hear the heartbeat of God. Where are you at today? Are you that close or do you need to draw closer? Can I just say each of us every day have to work at that? Yes, I said work at it. Anything worth doing in life is going to be a challenge. If it was easy, wouldn't everybody do it? And that goes into everything. Having a good marriage, a good godly home, uh, being a good employee, a good employer, whatever the case may be, it takes work. And the Christian life is no different. It takes work. God said, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. What does he say? And he say, you work, you put in the work. You got the want to get close to God. You've got to clean your life up. Get your heart right. God will draw close to you just as close as you want to get. God never changes. Me and you are the ones that change. So we can learn a lot from the gospel of John here and what John has to say. And he says, 
he knew something was troubled, and there was one that was going to betray them. And here, John could hear his heart beating. He wanted to know, Lord, who is it? Now, they still didn't understand uh, because Jesus said, it's whoever I dip this sop into and give it to. And he gave it to Judas, but they still did not grasp that it was him. Many times we're looking right at it and Jesus is trying to tell us something and we look right past it because we're, we're looking for something so deep or so big or so broad or so amazing. And God says, Jesus said, I made it so simple that a child could understand it. You're looking right at it. Don't you see it? Have you ever looked at something like that? Like looking for a deer in the woods? You can look past him a thousand times and you look and look and look. All of a sudden he's been standing right there in that one spot the whole time staring at you. You've just looked right past him. And sometimes, if we're not careful, there's so many shiny things in this world. We look right past what God is trying to tell us to all these other loud, shiny things that are going off and calling for our attention. And we look right past what God wants us to have, what God wants us to see, and what God wants us to do. But let me tell you, it's some work. And John made a conscience decision to stay close to his master. And he doesn't have to be the last. We should work at that every day. You must make a conscious decision every day that I want to draw close to God. I want to be close with the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said that. He said, I die daily. What was he saying? He said, I want to put down my flesh every single day, and I want to draw closer to God every single day. It was a decision. It was a conscious act that he made, and you have to make that. I want to be close to God. Listen to me. You know, what's, you, know what you need to do. The problem is, a lot of the times, we justify the things that we do because of things that have happened or things that I have to do or things that I'm going through. Well, that's why I have to do this, and that's why I have this vice, and that's why I have to... No, you know what to do. Get that sin out of your life. Stay away from the wrong crowd. Stay away from that place of business. Whatever it is that God lays on your heart, the conviction, you have to listen to it. And can I just say, in this modern day, this this technological technological world that we live in where you you have a device in your hand that could connect to anybody in this world now why in the world we need to connect to so many people i don't know if we just connect with our own family amen with our own spouse with our own husband our own wife our own children connect with them and if you connect with somebody else great but connect with them first to connect with god and you know you've got to shut that off I'm guilty of that. You get so many things going on and so many things you want to listen to or a book you want to read that you forget to stop and just shut everything off and sit in a dead silence and listen for God to speak to your heart. And he will. And you say, well, I did for 30 seconds. I didn't hear nothing. Well, you didn't do it long enough. You say, I did for five minutes. and I didn't hear nothing. Well, you didn't do it for long enough. You sit there long enough. God will speak to your heart. Do you know why? Because God said in his word, he wants to speak to you he wants to draw close to you you've got to make a conscience decision to stick with it you know elijah was determined to stick with his mentor elijah and he was awarded a double portion uh, because of that and when he was asked when elisha asked elijah what is it that you want he said let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me and he said 
Thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken away from thee, it shall be so unto thee. In other words, if you'll stay, if you'll stick with me, if you'll stick it out, if you'll be faithful, if you'll be my side, if you'll do what God calls you to do, you're going to get what you asked for. And you know what? Elisha was there when Elijah, it tells you that there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. He saw him. He did what Elijah told him to do. He was there when he ascended into heaven. What a sight that must have been. That, that, that a fiery chariot and fiery horses came down. They didn't scoop him up. I know in some of the, the little boys and girls Sunday school classes, they have a picture of that, him being scooped up in a, in a chariot. But that's not true. The Bible says there was a chariot, there was fire horses, but it says Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Imagine going to heaven in a whirlwind, in a tornado, picked up and, and never be put back down, never touch this earth again. Here we go. We're, we're going on to heaven, just like Enoch. Enoch walked with God and the Bible said he never died he never tasted death next thing you know he was in heaven with God Almighty amen praise the Lord for that so the things that God wants to draw close to you here's a quote from A.W. Tozer God has not bowed to our nervous haste nor embraced our machine age the man who would know God must give time to him that is a, an amazing quote. And listen to me, A.W. Tozer's been dead for a long, long time. But he really realized way back then, this quote is just as valid today. God hasn't bowed because we're in a hurry, because we got all these things. We got all these people waiting on us because we got all these uh, responsibilities. Uh, God is, is there. God is waiting on you. And if you want God to be close to you, you've got to give God your time. You know, can I just say, uh, I've said this before in a message that time, a lot of times to me, is more valuable than the money. It's easy for me to put some money, money in the offering plate. And this is convicting and this is bad on my part. But it is really easy to, to tithe or, or uh, put some offering in the plate. But it is hard to carve out a day to spend to encourage someone. It is hard to spend a weekend to, to go uh, invest time in someone. It is hard for me to set those, it is harder for me to set time aside than it is to set money aside. It's, it's easy for me to put a few dollars in the plate to tithe and to even get a little something extra, but it's a whole lot harder uh, for me to give my time. But I'm here to tell you, if I want to be close to God, if I want to walk with God, just like he says here, God has not bowed to our nervous haste nor embraced our machine age. The man who would know God must give time to him. That's like giving yourself to God. When you stop and think about that, it's not just your time. It's you. And God wants you. God didn't die on the cross to get your tithe money. God died on the cross to save your soul from the fires of hell so that he could be in fellowship with you. And that's what he wants. He wants your time. He wants you. He wants to invest in you, but we have got to take time out of our day to, to do that. So that's a great lesson we can learn from John. We can learn that John was very close uh, to Jesus and God in communion. In John chapter 13, verse 23 through 26, 
The Bible says, Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it was should be of him he spake. He then, lying on Jesus' breast, saying to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. There's many, many, many incidents in the New Testament where we can learn from John. How John was in such close communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we've, we've mentioned him being close to God, close to Jesus at the Last Supper. Don't get it wrong. When I say God and Jesus, they are the same. The Bible says the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. So Jesus is God, but in the flesh. But the Bible says God is a spirit. So Jesus is our intercessor. That's how God speaks to us. That's how we can have communion to God is through Jesus, his son. Now, those three are one. And you say, fully explain that, preacher. I can't. And no man can. You can try to understand it. But if you could, you couldn't fully understand God. Because if you could, he wouldn't be God. If you could fit God in that little head of yours, he wouldn't be much of a God now, would he? No, you just have to believe it. I'm, I'm here to tell you, you don't know everything about your own body, but you believe it. You, you believe you have an immune system. You believe you have red, red blood cells and white blood cells. You believe you have a brain inside that head, even though you've never seen it. So do you believe God's word? That's the question. I do. John, he, John was close to the Lord at the time of the transfiguration. He was close to the Lord when Jesus went alone to pray. He was close to the Lord when the Lord went down into the ship. Uh, John made it a personal habit of his to stay as close as he possibly could to his Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He actively worked at it. Are you actively working at it? Am I? Am I doing what I should do every day to seek the face of God, to forgive people, to love people? A quote from Brennan Manning says, When we draw near enough to hear Jesus' heartbeat, we discover, as John did, that we are his beloved also. That's right. See, John is the one that put forth the most effort to be close to Jesus. It wasn't that he loved him more. The Bible says he loves us all the same. But John put forth the effort. I am going to be as close as I possibly can, active every day, seeking to be close to my Savior. So close, as a matter of fact, to hear his heartbeat. And can I just say, can you hear his heartbeat? Yes, you can. The closer you get to him, the more you walk with him, the more you talk with him, the more you'll, you can literally, literally feel him. Because it's a spiritual battle, and them devils and demons, they, they are spirits of oppression. They are spirits of depression. And let me tell you, when you pray out loud in Jesus' name to get the evil spirits away from you, the spirits of oppression, they will leave. You may have to pray that again later. They may try to come back. But you can literally, at least I can, I can feel it. I can feel it like a relief, like a... You feel like you have this weight you're carrying around and all these depressing thoughts sometimes. Listen to me, that's a demonic attack. You need to stop right there like John did and say, get them away from me, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I'm a child of God. Cast them out. Draw close. And that, hey, listen, that is you actively drawing close to God because those devils and demons are real. 
They're going to do everything they can to drive a wedge in between you and Christ. And can I just say, the more that you are actively seeking to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, the more, the more effective you are as a Christian, the more you stand up boldly and proclaim or preach His Word or pass out tracts or win people to the Lord, listen to me, He is coming after you with both barrels blazing. Listen to me, He can use anybody to attack you. Another preacher, a pastor, a missionary, a devil worshiper, it doesn't matter. You know, sometimes hurt comes from the places where it shouldn't come from, and that really hurts. A lot of times you call it church hurt because you go man that, that, i shouldn't get hurt there but we wind up getting hurt there and sometimes it can come from somebody you would never dream of that would hurt you like when peter rebuked jesus he pulled him aside and rebuked jesus and told him you're not gonna die on that cross you can't do that what has peter got any business doing jumping on jesus and he said get behind me satan don't you know the devil can use people and most of the time the truth is you don't even know you're being used and that person that hurts you they don't even know they're being used the devil is the great deceiver the bible says listen to me you don't stand a chance against him michael the archangel would not take him on when they were disputing of the body of over the body of moses michael the archangel said the lord rebuke thee he didn't even take him on. So who are you to even attempt to think that you can fend off him? No, you have got to draw close to the Lord Jesus Christ and use his word every time that Satan came to Jesus. Jesus defeated him with the word of God. He quoted it to him. And that's how he defeated him. And you know, you can use the same exact thing today. Prayer, the Bible, and fasting those are great spiritual weapons. The Bible even says that some can't be cast out without prayer and fasting. Because de devils and demons, they're smart. They may have followed your family around for generations. They know you inside and out. The devil knows where to attack. He is so subtle, the Bible says. That's what it says in Genesis. He's subtle. He like slithers in under the radar. You don't even know he's there. You don't even know. He is the hurt whisper you ever lay in bed at night and have them thoughts rolling around in your head over and over and over about somebody that did something to you or somebody that said something about you or maybe it's your spouse or maybe it's your wife or maybe it's your husband that is the hurt whisper that is the devil and he is actively seeking to destroy you and them and that relationship yes sir yes ma'am i said that so you've got to be like john you've got to actively draw close to the lord jesus Christ. Amen. John, he was close in court. John chapter 8, 18, verse 15 and 16. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. So the disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood on the at the door without, then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door and brought in Peter. The Bible makes it very, very clear that John was the closest to the Lord in difficult times. When it was hurtful, when it was painful, when it was scary, John was there. Although John spoke of himself modestly, but you know, on our end, as for ourself, as for myself, it's so easy uh, to be excited about church and about things of the Lord uh, when everything's good. 
when the economy's good, uh, when the family's doing well, when there's no problems, when everybody's getting along, when nobody's attacking you, when everyone is happy, it's easy to get excited and be close to the Lord at those times. But that's not the times we need to actively draw close to Him. We need to draw close to Him when you are being slandered, when things are hard, when things are rough. Man, where you think I'm in the fire and I'm getting burned up and it's tearing me up. That's when you need to draw close to God instead of running away from Him. And so that's what John did. He was there. He made it a point. I'm going to be close to the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus was on trial at the court, only two of His followers were there. Peter and John. And Peter did deny him. Before, before we beat Peter up too much, you're just like him. And so am I. You're just like him, and so am I. He denied Jesus three times. And Jesus told him you were going to. And the Bible says the third time the cock crew that, that Peter went out and wept bitterly because he knew, he knew that he had fulfilled what Jesus said he was going to do. He, he denied him. But how many times have you kept your mouth shut when there was a conversation going on? Because, you know, you didn't want to get involved or hurt nobody's feelings. Or you got to be politically correct. Well, that's just like denying them. And that, that's a great challenge sometimes. But we're supposed to lift up our voice for the Lord Jesus Christ. To be a witness for Him. So let's not beat Peter up. Amen? Let's, let's fix our own self first. This is a great challenge for us as Christians. It certainly is. And it's a challenge for us to stick together as believers. And it shouldn't be. But sometimes it is. In difficult times. Sometimes it's difficult to stick together. This is the only thing I really know to compare it to. Is when if you've ever worked a job and you've worked a lot of hours and you're working on a big project. And man, everybody gets along. But all of a sudden when people start working a lot of hours and they, they, things are getting hard. And you start getting frustrated and you start getting mad and you, you're tired and you're, you're upset and you're frustrated and you're angry and, and things are just not going well. Man, you start taking it out on each other and you start tearing each other apart. And there'll be, you know, verbal arguments and fights break out and all kinds of things go on. And man, if we're not careful, we can do the same thing. We get tired, hurt, frustrated, and we take it out on each other instead of banding together. Uh, like Christians should. Now, I'm not saying that happens all the time. But if we're not careful, it can happen. Because we are humans. We do have problems. We do have personalities. And when you get a lot of personalities in one room, look out. Something could go wrong, right? Amen to that. John was close to him at the crucifixion. He was right there. Jesus even told him, hey, that's... My mother is now your mother. You take care of her. And John did. What an honor. What a faithful man to Jesus. That Jesus had enough faith in him that I want you to take care of my mother. Like she's your mother. And he did. For the rest of his life, the rest of her life. Amen to that. Let's be faithful to those that we love. You know, people remember how you start and how you finish. They certainly do. Let's finish well. That's a challenge. Sometimes finishing in the Christian life, if you've ever noticed, can be a challenge to some people. They start well, they go well, but when it gets close to the end, when things get hard, man, it can go wrong sometimes. 
We need to stay faithful because your kids, your grandkids are watching and they need to know how they can be saved, that they can put their eyes on the cross. They can look to the Lord Jesus Christ, that he didn't die on that cross. He was buried and he rose again the third day. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And they can repent of their sins. They can turn from it and put their faith and trust in the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.